0: A good Shabbos, another beautiful daf ahead of us. We're up to Daf Lamed. page thirty in the Helig Meseches Saita, and we're going to pick up from Amar Ravasi, Amar Rav, which uh, Amravasi which is five lines from the top of Daf Lamed Amar Aleph. Omar, Abasi, Omar Rav vaAmri Omar and some say it was Amr Rav uh, Ben Asi, Amr Rav. See, the Ravasi said the name of Rav. And some say it was Rav Ben Asi said the name of Rav that Rav Veir, V'Rab Yaisi, V'Rab Yashua, Kulusvirlu the V'Rab Eliezer, Kulu Svirlu, De'in She'ni Yaisa Shlishi Okay. So what are we going to be handling here on Amar Aleph? What's going to be the main Sogya? So we had a machlekas yesterday. Fundamental hilchas tuma. Is it possible for there to be by something which is chulin? Can a sheni create a shlishi? So we had machlekas. Rabbi Akiva had said yes. Rabbi Akiva said you can have a sheni hatoma create a shlishi for chulin. Okay, and the chacham argued. So, Rav Asi or some say it was Raba ben Asi quotes Rav, to say that you should know all the other Tanayim that we just mentioned, Reb Reb Yaisi, Reb Yishu, they all hold that there's no such thing of a Shlishi of toma by Chul. Okay, now we're going to go through this list of Reb Reb Yaisi, Reb Yishu, and show how each of them hold that by Chulim you're stuck at it, you end by a Shaniyat which means a Shaniyat is Puzzle, it's not tamay. Again, posel means it itself is tamay. It doesn't perpetuate. It doesn't continue tamay. All right? So here we go. Rebbe Meir Detanan. We know this is Shittas. Rabbi Meir's opinion in Detanan. We learned in the Mishnah. Kolaton Anything that the chamzei needs to be dunked into a mikvah. Now, why would it need to be dunked into a mikvah? Because it's tamay midravon. So anything which is taramid midaraisa And tamay midravon. But And tamayas that can make something hektish, and it makes something that's Shuma, puzzle, okay? So puzzle again means, it itself becomes Tamay it doesn't continue to, but as far as sheni, there's no issue at all, you see pretty straightforward, that when it comes to chulin, you stop at a Sheni, it could become a Shlishi, okay? But Lemaise, practically speaking, what do you see from here? Shitas Rebbe Meir is, that when it comes to chulin, a Shani does not, a Shani Atoma does not make a Shlishi Atoma. Okay? The next opinion that we said argues on Rabbi Akiva is Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yaisi. What about Shitas Rabbi Yaisi? Hadamaran, we said earlier, he learned the uh, the Kav haimer, Yeah, that by Hectish, you could have a Shlishi Atoma create a Rabbi atoma, And he says the Im Isa, if you're going to tell me that a Shani could make a Shlishi by chulin. The the uh, It's going to come out. You're going to push everything off one step. Because if a chulin could become a shlishi, that means truma could become a ravi and hektish could become a chamishi. From the fact that Rabbi Yissey tells us that you're maxed out at a, ravi, a a tomas Ravii by Hektish, it must be that when it comes to chulin, the Shani is Puzzle It's not tummy. Again, let's remind ourselves: What does Puzzle mean? It itself is Tamei, and the word when you say something is Tamei, that means it can perpetuate Tumah. So, so we see clearly Rebbe Meir holds that Hulin stops at a Shani. We see clearly that Rebbe Yaisi holds Chulon stops at a Shani. And what about Rebbe Yeshua? So Rebbe Yeshua, the Tanah, we don't do the Mishnah, Rebbe Leezer, Ha'ichel, Reishon, Reishon, Shani, Shani, Shlishi, Shlishi. Fascinating. The Mishnah says like this, If a person eats food, which is a Reishon HaTumah, you do not become a shani hatoma. You remain a rishon. You hear this? So if I eat a loaf of bread that's a rishon hatoma, I also become a rishon hatoma. If I eat something that's a shani hatoma, I become a shani. If I eat something that's a shlishi, I become a shlishi. Right? So this is this is a, a takana. Takana is if I eat something and I put it into myself, so uh, I'm going to take on... You know, kind of like the expression, "You are what you eat." Right? I become the same level of Tumah as the as the actual thing that I ate. And but Rabbi Shua, I met Rabbi Shua says in the Mishnah, He says, anybody who eats a rishon atuma or a sheni atuma becomes a sheni. So even if you eat a rishon atuma, you will become a sheni, and if you eat a sheni you're also going to be a Shani. So according to Bishua, sometimes you are what you eat, and sometimes you're not what you eat. Sometimes you're less than what you eat. What about Shlishi? Shani be'kaydesh, Rain Shani be'truma. If you eat food which is a Shlishi for Tumah, so then you become a Shani for kaidesh, but you do not become a tame Shani as far as touching truma. So notice Shita Bishua is quite confusing because he's dancing at multiple chasnas at the same time, he's he's not giving us a a uh, consistent mahalach to uh, to follow through on. Okay, he's going to have all of his uh, sources over here for why he says what he says, but it's not like a consistent pattern. B'chul and shenasu. I'm sorry, lost the place. Shlishi. What if you... shlishi? So because and shenasu shuma. What um, and h- how would you become a Shlishi Atoma? That's if you're somebody who eats chulin, Al Tara Remember, we had people that were always careful, even when it came to foods that are chulin, to eat it but, uh, you know, with, with uh, the Tara of truma, Always uh, very, very careful to be ready to eat t-trumah. Now, what about Al Tara Sachuma in? This means that as far as remaining pure for truma, that level exists, that's possible. However, Al but to keep Khulun on the level of Taras HaKaydesh, there's no such thing. Because food that's kept, Al Taras Lemaisa is Khulun, and Khulun cannot become a Shlishi of, of Toma. Alma, you see from here, Kasavar ain't Shani Isa Shlishi, but You see, she does Rabbi as well, said a Shani cannot become a Shlishi for Khulun. And Rabbi Lazar, this is the second to last uh Tana that we mentioned. The Tana under Brayer Rebbe Lozroimer Shloshtan Shavin Harisha in Shebe Kodesh v'Shebe You should know that if something is a Risha in Hatoma, whether it's Kodesh Chulin or Truma Metame Shnayim U'Pesel Echad BeKodesh, it could make two more things Tame, and one thing Pesel. This is the Brayer we quoted on yesterday's daf. Metame Echad U'Pesel Echad BeTruma. It makes one thing Tame, something else. And it makes one thing Puzzle for Chulun So just focusing on that line right there You see from over here That it can only give over toma to one thing of Khulin, One more level of Khulin. That one more level of Hulin is going to be A shani Tummah, And it cannot create a Shlishi So you see again a consistent uh, uh, That Rabbi Yalazar is consistent With the previous shitas, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Shua and Rabbi Yaisi, that by Chulun, it remains a Shani, not a Shlishi. And finally, Rabbi Eliezer. We said, Rabbi Eliezer also argues in Rabbi Kiva, and he also holds, like the other Tanayim, that by Chulun, it remains a Shani, cannot become a Shlishi. How do you know this? The tanaim, We learned in the Mishnah. Rabbi Eliezer says, You could take Chala, separate Chala, from Doh, which is Tahar, for dough which is Tami. So I have those, and part of it, became Tamei and part of it became Tahar. I can separate one uh, piece of, one, one Chala, one separation for those that are both Tamei and Tahar. How do we know this? Um, Ketzad, I'm sorry, Ketzad, what's the what's case where such a thing is possible? if you have two does, Achas Tahir and Achas one dough is Tamei and one dough is Tahar. kadei mi So you separate the amount of of uh, dough that's necessary From the dough which hasn't yet been Challah hasn't yet been taken Excuse me And then you put less than a kibetzah In the middle of the two doughs Okay so you take What you're going to do is You're going to take a piece of, of dough Besides for what you separated as challah And this dough should be smaller than a kibetzah And you put it in between To connect the doughs Why? Why am I doing this? Why am I putting this little piece of dough to connect the doughs? In order to take challah from that which is next in. So let in you know, it was like this. I'm making a lot of challah. I'm taking a lot of challah. I have two big bowls full of my dough that's rising now. I want to separate one challah. I want to separate one challah for both. So how do you keep these two together? So you create a connection level. That you lay out a cloth over the two bowls together. Over here, the advice that the Gemara is giving, that the Bryce is giving, is instead of laying something out, we don't want to do that here. You know why? Because remember, one dough is Tameh and one dough is Tahar. We don't want to be Metameh the other side. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a piece of dough that's Tahar, that's smaller than a Kibetza. This way, it's not going to transfer the tumba from one bowl to the next. However... It, it will serve as a connecting force as far as being able to divide, to take one piece of challah for both. And now you're going to take that one piece of challah uh, uh, on behalf of both. So here you have a case where you were able to take tahar challah even to impact the uh, even to impact the tomato. Okay? Gavaldi. Top of them But the chavim say, no, you're not allowed to do this. Vitanya kibeza, and the reason why we said that we'll, we'll see why soon. Okay, Vitanya kademidim of our time. Rash says we're going to have to explain the reason for the chum. It sounds like a sound reasoning that we just gave. Vitanya kibeza. By the way, we, we mentioned the size of a of an egg It has to be smaller than the size of an egg. Because savrua, they uh, they thought the uh, tanoim thought Whether we're following the mission, whether we're following the brayza. We're dealing with the piece of dough that was Tame Tumas Rishon. The chulin hatvulin chala like a chaludamu, and chulin that you need to take chala from is not considered chala itself. It's considered standard chulud, and therefore it's not going to become anything further than a sheni. My love mifgish isn't this the machleikas? Here we go. Now let's get into the kishkas of the halacha. Timar Savar ain shlishi holds that a cannot make a for chulin, and therefore, even if you have bigger than the size of an egg, you don't have a problem. Again, why did we take a piece of dough that's smaller than a kabeitzah? Because we don't want the tumah to transfer. But think about it: if the dough is chulin and the tumah on the dough is a sheni. So, separate your khala, even if it's larger than a kebetza, it's not going to make the other side tame. Because sheni is not going to, can't uh, continue its toma. Umar bichulun, the one who says that it needs to be smaller than a kebetza, holds that a sheni could make a shlishi for chulen. of Mari, Bredra of Kahana, dukul yama ain't sheni a shlishi Not necessarily so. Maybe everybody holds by chulen. A sheni cannot make a shlishi. Vachabit be chulen at fulen chala And here, the Machlitis is, what about Chulin, that is Machuyev in Chala? Mar Savar, Kichaladamu. One Tana holds is, that Chulin is obligated uh, to separate Chala from, it's like Chala itself. Okay? Now, Chala has an element of holiness. So, if there's an element of holiness, it's like Truma, and it could become a Shlishi. Mar Sabar like the Chala Another one, opinion holds that the piece that's separated from Chala. Doesn't get elevated Very gishmak In other words You hear the terror is fascinating and Merding We try to bring a raya Look there's a regular Piece of dough here The dough's chulin. So from the fact That I need it to be Smaller than the size Of an egg Is a proof That I'm concerned About a shlishi Otherwise let it be Bigger than an egg You're not continuing To tell me either Anyway Says Hebaran no You know why Because as soon as I separate the dough Maybe it loses It's chulin status And now It's a piece of chala Chala's kaddish. And now that this piece is kadosh, it becomes sensitive to toma It is susceptible. It is capable of becoming a shlishi, and that's why we need it to be less than a Kabitza. But Maybe you left it status as chulin or I could explain to you the Really, everybody agrees The that is obligated in challah doesn't take on the status of challah. Ain sheni yoslish b'chulin. Everybody agrees. Ain sheni yoslishi v'hocha b'mutar l'igram tumah l'chulin shabert zokam. And here the machlokes says whether you're allowed to create tumah to chulin in Eretz Yisrael. Okay, stop. When you're connecting the two do's in Eretz Yisrael, such a thing, are you allowed to do so? Mar savar mutar l'igram tumah l'chulin shabert Yisrael. l'igram tumah l'chulin shabert Yisrael. And the Chum hold it is aser to cause tumah to uh, in Eretz Yisrael, even if you're doing it l'shem mitzvah, right? Even if you're doing it for the purpose of uh, separating challah and making sure that some of it remains tar, it don't matter. It's going to be usr, Hence, it needs to be smaller than a kebetza. Okay, Whew <laughs> That wraps up the sugya from yesterday. Really, geshmaka fundamental ideas as far as the parameters and the, uh, just the, uh, you cite this in, 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 in how tumba works. Now, the Gemara is going to shift into some beautiful Agarita, and uh, specifically, we're going to get knee deep into the Tfila, the Shira, the song of Oz Yashir. So let's get let's get into this. Our Mishnah had said that, Boi Yabayim, Darash Rabbi Akiva, the On that day, Rabi Akiva gave a Joshua. Oh, we have a short line here before Bemai Kamifagi, Mar Savar Tchum and Daraisa, but Marisavar Dharabon, this is a famous Mahogas between Rabbi Akiva and all the other and the whether Tchum Shabbos is Midai or whether it is Mid Since Rabbi Akiva holds that it's uh, it's Dai so we have a, uh, Rabbi Kiva is going to use the posok that we mentioned to, to deal with the 2,000 amas of the Ereisis. However, the other I'm sorry, however, Rabbi Eliezer holds that Tchum uh, is only going to be a Dind a Rabbanon and therefore he's not using the posok for that. Tan uh, Rabbanon, the rabbi is going to so. Akiva, Bishosh when Kla Yisrael came out of the Amsul. We were all in ayom, nu e nahem. They placed their eyes, laimashira, to say shira. They placed their eyes, mamish yeah. this week's parsha. Mamish this week's parsha. Yeah, Beth right, Sarah of Shabbos. This Shabbos we read Achareimais and Kedashim. So in parsha's Kedashim, towards the beginning of the parsha, it says, Al tifnu el alilim. Instead of saying don't serve molten images, right, it says, don't turn to serve. What do you mean, don't turn to serve idols? These these statues. What is it referring to? It's the Musr, Farshim. They say, Al-Tifnu means, I mean, Rashi picks up on this from the Gemara, before the Musr, but the, um, that uh, <coughs> you, you can't have a taiva for something unless you put your eyes to it. So that means don't turn to it. You're not going to want to serve a dazara unless... You allow your eyes to go there and notice it and see it and then desire it. Right? First, the eye sees, then the heart desires, and then the limbs act. So it says, You have to put your eyes in the right place. If you want Kadusha, you want to be turned towards the right things, you got to make sure that initial act of where we place our eyes, is in the place of Kedusha. How did the shira work? How did, what did the song sound like? It was like a kahila, a congregation that sings Halal together. Now, a lot a, 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 certain parts of Halal are done responsibly. Okay? So, one approaches... That Myshe Rabbeinu said uh, led the Az Yashir, and everybody uh, answered after him the Rashay Prokham. Okay, Rashay Prokham is the main ideas. Myshe Omar Ashiru al Hashem. The He Maimrim Ashiru al Hashem. Myshe Omar Kigai The He Maimrim Ashiru al Right? What happened? You go back to the main idea, you go back to the Rashay Prokham. Right, so he said Ashir and they would go back to. Uh, I'm sorry, he would say and they went back to Ashir They did it like a katon that recites It was done responsibly. It was like a scribe, who was. Spreading the Shema What does he mean spreading the Shema? He was leading the, uh, the Shema In Beis uh, HaKnesset He starts And then everybody's said it together right? What happens? How do you say Shema and Shul? The Chaz says Shema Yisrael And everybody t- again then starts to kick in So we have a three way approach Three way machoikas As to how the song Of Vaz Yashir was sung yeah, It is beautiful Either Maisha said all the words And everybody went back to the beginning Each, each phrase Or they all said every phrase responsibly Or Maisha Rabbeinu started it And everybody said Az Yashir Together with him Once he started each paragraph Okay That is the three way Machlechus Now Gomara the Gemara What is the source Of the Machlechus What source of the Machlechus I know Rabbi is wondering why it matters. Right? That, that, that's a Rabbi El question. So we'll see soon why this matters. We'll see soon. Akiva when it says, they said to say, it always means they go back to Ashir Lasha. Leymar, you go back to the initial the initial words. what does Lamar mean to say? It means, they said each and every sentence, the Chaviv says, "Vayyomru lemar." What does "mean"? Yaimru? and they said to Amor Everybody said it together. Laymar which lets us know that Moshe started, but ultimately everybody uh, everybody did it together. Okay, let's pause for a minute and talk about something that's that's uh, going through Rebiel's question. What is the message of each one? You know, who cares over here, so to speak? Like, what are we supposed to walk away with? So. Notice that if one person is saying all the words, opinion number one, where Misha was the only one who said the whole Az Yashir, and then each person said, Ashira Lashem, what it's saying is that this was Misha's nigan. This was not something that was an expression of every single yid. It was an expression of Maisha Rabinu, and once he shared that with Klael Yisrael, we res- would respond, "Wow, Ashirah Lashan." So there is times where the leader has to place the words, the p- the proper words into the mouths of Klal Yisroel. It's He's the one. He's the one to do. And once a year, here is his Rebbe saying these beautiful words. You say, "Rebbe Shkayel, Ashira Lashan." Yeah. Now I know how to sing to the Rebbe Nislam. The other approach was that everything is done by everybody. Okay, so. The When everything is done by everybody What happens is That One person cannot do that On behalf of any, everybody else Everybody is responding To the same exact words It's not Moshe Rabbeinu saying this for us Moshe Rabbeinu Would say the words And we would say the words But I cannot fulfill my chiyuv Fulfill my obligation of singing to Hashem Through my leader I have to fulfill my chiyuv, my obligation, to sing to Rabbani Shalom by myself. I could look to my leader to tell me which exactly which words to say, but I need to do it kind of similar too. by the way, in shul when we say Maidim. The chazar is hashats. The whole repetition of the chazim. When it comes to Maidim, we all need to say it together. We are, there's no such thing as somebody else leading you in a thank you. You got to do it together. But Maish is telling us exactly what to say. See, he says the words, and then we are going to repeat it right after him. What about the third opinion? The third opinion is that he's there. He, he starts it. But everybody ultimately says it, uh, you know, s- says it together. Over here, notice, when we do it responsively, we're doing it as a, at a different time than our leader. Our leader says it, and then we say it. It's kind of like a training session. But we're separated, you understand? the separation there. First the Rebbe, then the Talmud. In the third approach... It's Meisher Abenu started And everybody knew exactly what to say The word flowed out of our mouths Completely together with our leader Together, Mamish, Ezekiel, all the words uh, All the words flowed out In other words, there was a Shekhinah There was a Nevuah That came to every single Yid To be able to say the same exact words As the Yid next to me Nobody taught us this song before we came out of the Yamsuf. It wasn't like they prepped us. Nobody knew this was going to happen. But we come out of the Yamsuf and every Yid turns their face to heaven. And Misha is not telling us what to say. The Shekhinah is not only on him telling him what's the proper words, then he's teaching us. Every Yid had nubuah, the same. We all sang the same exact song with the same exact words at that time. Okay, Tan of the rabbis, that's why the rabbis... If you had a child sitting on his mother's lap, Vitina getting or a baby nursing from his mother, as soon as they saw the shechina, The young child, the young baby, would lift up its neck. Vitina shama and the baby would remove the mother's nourishment from its mouth. And they pointed literally to the Shekhinah. And they said, this is my personal God. This is my Rebbeinah Shleil. I have a personal connection to this. This, Keili, is my God. And the mouths of the Eilem and the yankim, the babies and the smaller babies. You've, uh, you've given eyes to. If there was any pregnant women at the Yamsov, how do we know that the fetus inside their wombs recited Shira as well? In the kahila, in the gathering, we bless HaKadosh Baruch Hashem Mimkar Yisrael from the source of Yisrael, going back to the Makar, going back to the source, right? which by the way, is why chuva is called tshuva. Why is it called chuva? Tshuva means to return. Right? People translate chuva to repent. Things that chuva means to return. What am I returning to? I'm returning to my initial, um, to, to my initial state of kedusha inside the mother's womb. Every baby is learning kolat inside the mother. When we do chuva, we're going back to something Hakadosh Baruch who puts into our DNA, not in our, our literally our physical DNA. Not only the makeup of a mother, father, and the Rebbeinu Shalom. But the tyra is in our physical DNA the entire time that we are developing physically we're also developing words of tyra inside ourselves and just to end off with this idea we're at the we're at the two dots that um, actually the, there's let's just read the short parentheses and I'll share this vart, the beautiful vart that my sister shared with me it says how could the the fetus say you can't point at a bunch of them they can't see anything the the wombs of the mothers became clear and see-through and they were able uh, and they were able to see. Alright, lot, lots of raid on that possible, lots of tyrexes. Gemara and Nida tells us that inside of the womb the baby could see across the whole world. So there's a lot of raid on why this is even bothering the Gemara. But be it as it may, just to end off with an idea that uh, at the Pesach Seder, we say uh, we go through we go from number one to thirteen, everything that's unique to Klael Yisrael, alright? You say, mi idea. Yeah. What's one? are Two? Luchas. Three? us. Four? Imois. What's nine? Nine is pregnancy. Nine months of pregnancy. What does that have to do with Klal Yisrael? Every year there's nine months of pregnancy. You go through all the other number 13, it has to do with Yidin. Even non-Jewish women have nine months of pregnancy. They're not pregnant for fifteen months. They're not pregnant for eleven months. They're not whales. What's up is pregnancy. What's unique to it? So my sister shared with me. I forgot who she quoted. My sister lives in Herzlum Beitar. Um, she said a beautiful zach, beautiful idea, and that is that we know that a baby that every pregnant woman becomes an aron She's a walk, She has a sefer inside of her. Right. This is literally, she, she's an aron If a woman has a miscarriage. Or a stillborn We have to realize As Klai Yisrael We realize That pregnancy itself Brings Kedusha to the world Chas v'shalem Alavai everybody Should be healthy And gezunt And gebenched But In the world Outside of, of Klai Yisrael If a woman is pregnant For six months or so And then she loses the child It was a waste Of six months of pregnancy It was a waste Of two months of pregnancy It was a waste Of a few weeks I went through something And there's nothing To show for it That's how the world views it By Klai Yisrael It's not like that Every minute that a Yiddish mama, that a Jewish mother carries a child, there was a say there was Kiddush in the world. She's a walking aron kedusha. There was a neshama learning Tyra inside of her as long as it was exist, as long as it had its existence. And therefore, what's the nine months of pregnancy that we're expressing? That our makar, our whole source, the moment that there's that there's a neshama, that the, the, that a child is conceived. That's B'kara Yisrael. That's the that's the source of Klal Yisrael. There's there's kedusha. There's there, there's tyra. There's an Indian now Levi this baby. You know, uh, we, we meet this baby in this world one day. Alavayt. But if not, it's not a waste. That's what nine nine months of pregnancy. That's what's unique to Klal Yisrael. Okay, we'll hold it here. Have a wonderful wonderful Shabbos, Chaver. We'll pick up on Matzis Shabbos. Zakebenched.